0: good evening everybody welcome to another episode of the thrifty marketer podcast today uh, we will be talking to superna chadda she is the founder of simply superna media network and sabera awards which is a one of its kind annual social impact award and summit that highlights sustainable development and initiatives being undertaken by the corporates and individuals across the country. Founded in 2017 with the larger objective to amplify good, the Sapira Awards find continued support by industry salons. She is a avid gender equity activist. She is strongly committed to women empowerment and regularly conducts menstrual hygiene workshops across slums and institutions through her nonprofit initiative, womenendangered.org. So, without further ado, let's talk to Suparna. As you all know, you know this month uh, I have dedicated the SMB Talks to inspiring female entrepreneurs and leaders. And we have we had a couple of guests, and we have one superb guest today, and we have another superb guest next week. Right. So uh, today's guest, you know, uh, before I s- introduce her, you know, I want to share a small uh, uh, information about her. You know, there are certain people whom you meet in your life, uh, maybe once or twice, but they command, you know, a respect from you. You know, you you get, uh, there is something about them, their aura, personality or the way uh, their, their mannerisms and things like that. You, you have lo- you suddenly develop a lot of respect for them so today's guest is uh, one of such people in my life uh, today I have Suparna Chadda with me uh, so she is a social entrepreneur so before that uh, to give an introduction about her she's a seasoned professional with close to two decades of experience in media advertising television radio print events and new-age media her online moniker says Simply Superna, that's the name of our, one of our companies right now, which is Simply Superna Media Network. She's a passionate activist at heart. She, uh, she has used her worst experience to curate one-of-a-kind annual social impact award called Sabera Awards, which happens in December, uh, which supports sustainable development initiatives by organizations across the country. She started, she started the awards in 2017 with a larger objective to amplify good. I have attended one of them and it was an uh, eye-opening experience. Uh, to go back a little bit about her experience and her tryst with the social and development issue, it began with a critically acclaimed documentary she has prepared or, and on the aftermath of Kashmir Quake, uh, where she has covered. She has uh, spoken about developmental issues Uh, with Radio Netherlands Worldwide as an India correspondent. And most of our blogs were followed by international media houses like BBC, etc, etc. So, you know, she's a person who is an avid gender equity activist. She is strongly committed to women empowerment and regularly conducts menstrual hygiene workshops across slums and in this uh, institutions through her non-profit initiative, womenendangered.org. So she has done so much of work. I'm super excited to bring her on and ask her a lot of questions and get to know her better.
1: Thank you so much, Vivek. Thank you for such a wonderful uh, introduction. I am kind of speechless and that is not <laughs> something that you can uh, expect from me very often, considering that I'm always... Always holding the mic and holding forth. Um, <laughs> that's um, what, what, how you say the occupational hazard of being with the media
0: in right. this. Right I want
1: to congratulate you. Um, I know you have innovated yourself pretty much through the lockdown. People are, um, you know, it gave an opportunity to everybody, including you, to find what your calling is or. What you are drawn towards, and I think you have started this um, uh, interviewing people and personalities. So I congratulate you on that. And thank you you
0: so much. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much for taking time to come. Uh, I know that you had you had travel plans. You know, it's it's bad on my part. I was I was praying that it doesn't materialize so that I I, I can. (laughs) All right, all right. So ma'am, you know, just to give a background, the show, uh, I started in May uh, when the COVID was at its peak and I wanted to bring on people like you to draw some inspiration from your journey, the kind of work you do and, you know, for uh, novel people so that they can, uh, you know, learn a lot and start doing what they're meant to do. So I have curated a set of questions for you and uh, I can uh, start with it one by one if you are ready for it.
1: Sure, absolutely. Go ahead.
0: All right. So my first question before we get into the social entrepreneurship journey of yours, you know, you have more than two decades of experience in media advertising, etc. So I would like to hear more about your work in that area and some of the highlights of that journey.
1: Okay, so Vivek, um, when you keep saying more than two decades and all, it make me sound so old. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I started young. Let's let's <laughs>
0: let's let, let's rephrase it.
1: <laughs> okay, so now the deal is that um, I initially had never thought that I'll get into the media industry, but by default, uh, I did, and I started my career with radio. And the journey has been very interesting because I've had an exposure to almost um, all media platforms. Uh, So from radio to television, um, to print media, um, of course now the World Wide Web, events. So it's almost like a 360 degree, uh, you know, exposure to media that I've had. And I have always been, uh, even before I knew what a development issue was, um, I had been drawn towards it my right. career path has been such that I have mostly held the mic uh, in editorial positions and content positions in radio private FM radio city I used to host a show called Boss Khan. Hai so there I used to uh, interact with uh, corporate honchos and uh, you know get to know like how you're doing uh, so to get to know the person behind the persona or the perceived persona of the personality and right. through all those shows i interacted with um, mr matthew Cherian, who was and still is the ceo of helpage
0: Right.
1: now at that point in time there was this kashmir earthquake that had happened and he had said that suparna uh you know there's a complete apathy as far as media is concerned Uh, with what's happening in Kashmir right now because Kashmir is a city which is always torn uh, one way or the other and there's always so much quote-unquote better things to write about it so nobody cares about an earthquake that has happened so uh, at that point in time I had no clue in fact most of the media that I had jumped on to the next one I had no clue of how that operates and once I've kind of jumped into it then I realized okay this is how you swim and this is how you survive and I guess right. that's the way to learn also. Nobody can teach you everything in schools. So you have to literally take the plunge and, you know, so so what if you'll fall down, you'll walk up and, you know, dust yourself and right. learn, not make any right. mistakes. Right. Uh, so like how you are doing, right? You're, uh, you've are you taken on and interviewing people and things like that. Right. So that's right. every time.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: So that's how the whole journey started. So I documented um, and, um, it went it became a part of a film festival i was very naive uh, i'm sharing some very uh, you know anecdotes which not many people know about because at that point in time when i did this movie i met with a lot of documentary filmmakers and they said uh, and i screened my documentary film in the shere uh, kashmir auditorium in srinagar besides the other places that it was getting screened And uh, you know, some fellow documentary filmmakers uh, who weren't screening their films, but were part of the audience or belong to the state, etc. So they said that, um, you know, you have a lot of courage to make a film about Kashmir and show it in Kashmir in the heart of Srinagar. And I was wondering why they're saying that. And lo and behold, when I did, I realized why they were saying it because see when there is strife you know in a situation in a region people are ultra sensitive about everything
0: right you know, right
1: zone, and it has been a conflict zone for for many 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 years so as it is there's so much you you never know who is saying what and what the ulterior motive is etc etc and here is this naive woman from delhi uh, who <laughs> In Delhi, uh, she was told, "Do you know anything about Kashmir? Do you know what the history is? Do you know what it is?" And I had said, "I'm doing it purely from a humanitarian perspective. That people are trapped in uh, debris there, and there is no media attention, complete apathy, and we need to highlight at least there is some kind of relief that reaches them." And army was the you know the first uh, point of contact, and people were really raving about how efficient the Indian army is and how they've actually reached out and helped out. Right. And, and so, so in Delhi, when it was screened at the Habitat Center, I was faced with that kind of controversy as to, do you even know that area, and do you, you know who you're talking about, etc. And when I went to Kashmir, so I was like, I was treated as an outsider. Do you know anything about us that you're coming and talking? <laughs> so then right. I realized this was the naivety of a person. And in any case, both both uh, you know both times, I said that I'm doing it more from a humanitarian perspective. And I don't have any agendas, either this side or that side. And so it was a great experience. Because where I was filming was, uh, the, uh, is still, you know, in Bara Bhumula Puri, it's the world's most militarized zone. Uh, there are exactly. shooting orders there. And we, of course, were, were part of uh, this whole entourage from help age. So, so our permissions were taken care of. And of course, we had the army who assisted us and going up and down. and. Um, and 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 uh, it's so beautiful it's so gorgeous and it's a pity that um, you know it's a double-edged sword Uh, honestly when I when I landed there I was like this is pristine beauty that you see here but at the same time maybe the reason why it is preserved in such a pristine way is because we don't have the masses coming here and dirty the whole place (laughs) out.
0: True, so true, so true.
1: It's kind of you know maintained itself. Tonight. But anyway, that was one uh, one experience and a beautiful experience of that that I encountered. Very difficult one, of course, because I oh, chose yeah. a very difficult uh, subject to begin with. Uh, but then moving on from there, there was also, um, you know, exposure with uh, development stories. By that time, I figured out what development stories are all about. And um, I did a few stories for Radio Netherlands Worldwide. Now that also is an interesting experience when I did work with them. I, you know, I found another perspective uh, wherein uh, you know it was like that a lot of the Western media or the foreign media projects India in a particular way which fits a narrative that they want to showcase, or maybe it's the easier way to right. because it's a very well accepted way. Ki ye aisa hota hai, aise hota. <laughs> in the the India is the land of snake charmers and uh, you sit with elephants and you go and all of that. <laughs> uh, so it, that was also another, this thing that, you know, you have to be conscious of what you're projecting as far as the country is concerned. Right. And my, my second lesson came from there. First, of course, was the sensitivity of the topic that I chose. The second lesson came from there is uh, is how human lives in media are evaluated. It was like one white life is equal to 10 uh, brown lives is equal to 100 white lives, which means uh, 100 black lives. Which means if one white person were to die, the kind of media attention that will get across the world is equivalent to when 10 brown lives die (laughs) or, or, or 100 black lives die so that wow. was another learning that yeah that i imbibed earlier on in my career right
0: um,
1: then of course moving on as the career kind of moved and progressed uh, in it, we all were shook by what happened uh, with the Nirbhaya thing in, in yeah. you know uh, in delhi in the heart of the city so again at a personal level it's always whenever you hear of any gruesome incident in the media and newspaper. Oh, by the way, let me also share a caveat that even though I've I've earned my bread and butter from the media industry, I don't watch broadcast TV, and I don't <laughs> to newspapers. So I'm the most ill-informed person. You know, sometimes when when friends joke about a certain advertisement or something, I'm completely blank, and the. And the <laughs> you know they try to explain to the other person she doesn't know because she doesn't watch TV or she doesn't read the newspaper like that so yeah so um, you know from there it was like it hit home so hard because whenever uh, one would read a statistic in the newspaper or uh, watch television it was like it's happening to somebody else you know, it is not something which concerns me. Right. While it can be just a statistic or a number in the newspaper or in a reportage and things like that.
0: When right. Nirbhaya
1: happened, I think, like everybody, I was also shaken to the fore
0: absolutely
1: uh, it was like almost like that um this happened in the heart of the you know capital City. of our country. Yeah. yeah you know in south delhi uh, probably i don't know who knows i may have crossed that road at that point in that when she right. was there right. it could happen to me it could happen to my friend it could happen to my family my daughter my mother my sister it could happen to any one of us you know right and i was very very angry at that point in time i was pointing fingers that you know our police is bad our judiciary is terrible you know the society is so much against women we don't even bother about uh, you know women etc so everything and everything was bad except me. you know i was pointing all the fingers towards the other things and not pointing a finger towards myself and in my I also am somebody who's extremely spiritually inclined, and over a period of time, I realized that all that I'm doing is pointing fingers at other people. Right. If I look inside my own self and my own mindset and my own thought process, somewhere or the other, I have contributed to what is happening outside because there is there is no third person that comes and creates the world it is you and i that create the world and somewhere Absolutely. or the other we are contributing in reinforcing certain things
0: right
1: whether it be uh, through the film industry whether it be through content that we keep generating on television day in and day out whether it be how we treat uh, you know within our own family right. uh, what the treatment is for a boy, for a girl. I'm not saying that it is good for a boy and bad for a girl. But you know, it cuts both ways. Yes. Men and boys are as much afflicted as women or girls are. So it cuts both right. ways. Right. So from there, then it was like, I have a spiritual mentor. And, and he said to me that what you're feeling, the rage, the anger, it is justified with what you're feeling. But don't let it dissipate do something constructive about it. Because right. you will be end, end up doing just armchair activism, that when the time came, you had your voice bluntly, you had your placard, you had written it social media. And then, as it is in the media, ke hota hai, normally, or as it is in social media, it's done. So you constructively, it's your emotions to channelize and utilize it. So that's when women endangered uh, you know, kind of took birth in 2013, February. I remember at uh, the Indian Institute of Mass Communication, Sunil Chandan was the director at that point in time. And he offered his auditorium and said that, why don't you, whatever you want to do, my college is there, the auditorium is there. And um, I didn't know what I want to do. I was doing events at that time. So I said, okay, let me do an event. Let, let's just get some stakeholders so we had uh, you know um manju the justice was there and then we had some activists then we had the representative from united nations so we had and of course we had college students uh, sharing their personal experiences etc so it was interesting uh but to be honest, while that was a trigger to starting off something that I wanted to do, I still did not have clarity as to what am I going to achieve by whatever. you know. Because I don't want to preach to the converted already. Because somebody right. who is thinking like me, and I'm inviting those people to talk, then how does that make a difference? You know, It may satisfy me that I'm doing something. But eventually, <laughs> what is the outcome? So anyway the whole process and the metamorphosis continued what we started to do was that we started to identify a mindset that needs to have a subtle change because even though i considered myself to be very well traveled very well educated you know all of that but still somewhere i had certain very deep set um you know just say immediately if you have a reaction so, you already ingrained your mind, your mind goes to your mind, you know, it Absolutely. is not something. So, unless I consciously think about these things, unless it, say for example, a very simple example, in ad, if you are a car and in that I have a bikini clad woman standing in front of the car, the relationship between the car and the bikini clad woman is nothing but I accept it as a Dundee.
0: Right. You know,
1: even at the auto fairs and all you will see these very nice looking models standing next yeah. to these nice looking models of cars. And <laughs> it's a very uh, accepted thing that there is nothing wrong. Right.
0: With it. Right.
1: And more I started digging into this you know psychologically if I were to see a man who is half naked or who's wearing just a shirt and not wearing pants that would look very awkward but if that same image is you know with a woman then it is acceptable this is okay this is fine what has happened is over a period of time you know with continuous bombardment of certain kind of images certain kind of phrases we have created a mindset within our own selves of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable whether it's songs uh, You know in the movie industry or uh, Anyway, we are just trying. We are doing the lazy job right. Because This is already accepted. This is something which is you know, which works. It's a ready formula So let's just keep suddenly keep saying these things again and again. In fact, right there was one conference that I attended, and there was a creative head of one uh, media agency, very bright lady. I forget what her name was, but she said that there was a point in time where, uh, you know, uh, ads on television used to be the ones that would break the norm or break the stereotype. Right. right. And movies were extremely stereotypical, you know, in terms right. of the roles that people play. I remember ki if she is <laughs> a girl, she is a girl, she is a girl. She is a girl and she is a girl. She is a girl and she is You know, same role those people play. So and you can be much more advanced or experimental in challenging the status quo as compared to movies. Right. And now almost it's like that uh, the movies are coming out to be much more uh, challenging status quo as opposed to ads because now there is so much money which is involved in the marketing industry. What happens is that these very marketers marketeers uh, would be wearing their very uh, nice uh, black suits and they would have gone to the best business schools across the world. But when they come to give a brief to the advertising agency head, they will say, OK, we've a drink for children or a supplement. Hai. So we want there should be a mother and there should be a child. And the mother should wear a full sleeves blouse and her hair should be we are just going on, you know, kind of repeating those key <laughs> That is not a mother, you know. You, so, so you're understanding. So it's almost yeah. like you're taking the easy way out.
0: Right.
1: In fact, Abhi, of late also you've seen I I I mean, I love Tanishq ads. Uh, I love the fact that they always challenge status quo and it's right. very unfortunate that right now uh, i'm not sure if they were actually thinking for the brand as such in terms of ki kya unko outlash hoga by projecting what they projected um, <clears throat> but it's sad i think um ki hum social media may a uh, faceless apni identity or um you know you troll or you get abusive or um, uh, you know, and I still believe in the goodness of humanity because, in the heart of hearts, I mean, if this is one case which happened with Tanish, there is the other side where there was this street side Baba ka dhaba ka example. <laughs> right,
0: think.
1: right. You know, food blogger who goes across and and promises right. ki ka sara khana you can see the plight of that old man and woman this is what we you know because of the lockdown right and lo and behold within a couple of days uh, zomato has got them enlisted and people are thronging so it really kind of warms your heart to see that there is so much goodness in humanity because that's the essence of humanity right. and and now to now now with this whole journey that we have, you know, I have crossed over the culmination literally of all my learnings, my lessons, my exposure to the different media has led to um, the starting of Sabera, which is basically recognizing the good work which is happening across the country, which right. is to challenge all kinds of stereotypes and images or narratives which are getting built about the country. Right. Um, so my so so Women Endangered happened at that point in time. And what I do with Women Endangered now is that I do menstrual hygiene uh, workshops in urban slums and um, colleges and institutions and corporates, where I very freely and openly talk about menstruation. What are the sustainable? Uh, hygiene products which are available um, right. gives me a window of opportunity also to speak about gender roles um, um, and of course uh, in terms of environment and um, uh, you know why a sanitary napkin may not be your best option and,
0: right. and,
1: and, and again another stereotype. see every time there is a stereotype and reinforcing of how Sandry pads are projected as something which is the perfect solution for menstruation or uh, mm-hmm. hygiene for women. And Correct. cloth or cotton is completely derided saying that nah, ye toh, uh, purana hai, and this is not hygienic and on the contrary if you see India is a land with abundance in cotton, cotton Try cloth. Uh, and because of the temperatures etc, cotton is the best product. And it's right. the most sustainable product, also, uh, if you can use that. And in the poorest of the poor, all you need to do is an old sari cut, old sari oh. and use it. Uh, the pro- challenges arise in washing it and drying it and all of that. So even if you use it and you just kind of throw it or bury it, it is much better than throwing a sanitary pad which is loaded with plastics.
0: Right, right. Absolutely.
1: And we all know what we are struggling with in terms of plastics today. Right, right. So that's what it is. So when I started with uh, you know uh, promoting sustainable menstrual hygiene products, I uh, was, I remember I was curating a, a media marketing, actually media, news media awards show and you had the who's who of the media industry in terms of television that were there. Right. Um, from Kalipuri to, uh, you know, to everybody, to Arna to Rajdeep, to all the women anchors, uh, from CNBC, from every news every channel. Uh, and to my surprise, or maybe not, um, when I introduced a menstrual cup, which is a silicon cup, I think close to nobody, I don't think anybody knew about what a menstrual cup is as an alternative to a sanitary pad. Right. And I realized how acute this problem is considering that you know uh, we consider news channels or news broadcasters to be much more aware with what things are and right. here is the natural process of a woman and we are not even aware of what a sustainable product because we're not having enough conversations about it. Right. And we're not open to talking about things which are uh, apparently a taboo. So there then the journey has been to conduct these menstrual hygiene workshops wherever I get an opportunity. It's completely pro bono and when I can crowdsource funds uh, then I distribute it uh, as a gift to the marginalized woman and again contrary to large and popular belief um, we feel that a certain strata or a certain segment of women are close to conversations about menstrual uh, hygiene or menstruation. On the contrary, I think they are far less stereotyped as compared to the city dwellers or the up <laughs> upwardly mobile people, so to speak right, so yeah right. so that was there, and I realized again the importance of highlighting development issues and the importance of uh, uh getting those good stories onto mainstream media um, <clears throat> again, for two reasons primarily, because the first one being that there is so much sensationalizations of news and, and I'm sure there'll be many people like me who don't subscribe to channels or newspapers because of the right. sensationalization of and it's like the first thing in the morning you don't <laughs> want to read negative. I myself to that. So it's not like you don't have good stories. It's yeah. it's about um you know catering to the lowest common denominator of the human mind in terms of voyeurism, etc. So it's it's almost like um what what it does is then that it loudly it rapes or it murders or it's not flana or it's not a good I'm not saying bad things don't happen but where do they not happen human beings right. are across in Stanford University the Ivy League college students are raping women you know so what to talk about anybody or anywhere else so because you want to sell your product in terms of your news channel or your newspaper or your magazine,
0: you are highlighting
1: a sensationalized thing and uh, creating an extremely negative narrative of the country across the world. So much right. so, within your own family, only if you see all your relatives or friends that are across, they'll say, Indian site hai, to hum hote ye log. You know, hum, hum online transaction nahi karenge, fraud kar lenge ye wo. Hai. To so Sabera is a, is a platform where we are trying to highlight good stories, highlight real heroes and um, and I think everybody that I have met uh senior industry leaders uh you know everybody wants this kind of content but somewhere right. or other we have gotten stuck into a vicious circle so this is the trying time to help break through that it was a leap of faith three years back when i started with my own savings and my own earning of course i wanted to prove a point as an entrepreneur but at right. the same time i wanted to do something which uh not only sustains me but also i'm doing it the right way or for the right thing or for the right reason right. Right. and i'm, I'm right. very very happy and proud to say that uh, the industry has wholeheartedly supported me first year they obviously in the first year itself they will ki kitna how committed is she so even though we had support in the first year second year we had grant Thornton who came on board it's a big name to have they supported us and they promised us that we will support you for the next 3 years to take this to the next level and true right. to their promise in the second year despite covid or whatever they continue to support us and uh, hopefully uh, moving on we're just going to go from strength to strength so i've i've given you all the answers
0: <laughs> i know i know so uh, you know i'm so glad to hear that you know the entire journey which you have taken as uh, made you come at this point because I think our, not only our country, the world needs more people like you who are focusing on the Great right. <laughs> uh, you know, because focusing on positives is very rare these days. People don't do that. We are all interested in hearing to negative things happening in the society and keep discussing about those topics again and again without doing anything. Right. So since you have answered a lot of questions already, which I wanted to ask, I'm just struggling to uh, connect some of them now but still let me let me uh, I want to talk about Simply Subhana Media Network because I've seen you uh, having some good talks with some of the leaders so what kind of projects are you undertake from uh, that uh, project of yours
1: so see like I told you there if there is an entrepreneurial spirit in me and uh, when I started then again, it's like, what do you do best? So, for me, I hold the mic best. (laughs) So, I was like, why don't I, and also since my career graph has been with interacting with senior ponchos, so, why don't I start, uh, you know, initially it was like, okay, the buzzword is startups and entrepreneurs, etc. So, why don't I start something with uh, interviewing, Uh, entrepreneurs or successful entrepreneurs because uh, a lot of uh, the wisdom that they can give you know may or may not necessarily be taught in business schools. Um, uh, A simple example being that uh, you know this whole thing about getting funded or uh, raising uh, capital is not a measure or a yardstick of success. And unfortunately, most young ones or people who are starting with startups think that we have funding so we've arrived. And we've also seen how many busts have happened. Because you've arrived, then you you rope in film stars to uh, market (laughs) your product and all. So as a lay person, confusion was Jo basic principles of business hota hai ki you have a product or a service and uh, you're solving a particular problem and the person's problem who you're solving is ready to give you a certain amount of money for that toh ye toh hai. Matlab, this is not the premise of business it's almost like an idea how many people can you sell the idea to in terms of traction whether or not you make money doesn't matter but the number of people know about your idea can help you raise funding and that right. is that's a measure of success so that is something which confused me and i said that let me speak to people and i started the show with interviewing um sanjeev sanjeev Janali, uh, who is one of the first uh, generation entrepreneurs and successful ones at that um uh, started infoedge नौकरी.com jeevan saathi and 99 acres etc and um, and so from there then then what we also what i what i felt was that why restrict to entrepreneurs only this wisdom uh, is applicable to whoever in whatever field they are so it can right. be leaders from any field and what they want to share in terms of what their learnings have been and uh, as part of that i also interviewed chaya uh, Chaya is, was the DCP uh, Southwest at that time who cracked the Nirbhaya case. Chaya yeah. is also my class um, classmate from Day school. We went to school together almost 14 years. And I knew the inside stories of Nirbhaya through her at that point in time. I followed it very closely because she cracked the case. And uh, she was one of the first people that I also acknowledged through Sabera because that time nobody knew Chaya Sharma. You know, right? Right. Um, everybody knew Nirbhaya. Everybody knew about the case, but nobody knew that there was a lady cop behind this whole thing.
0: Right.
1: Right. Who, you know, went beyond the call of duty and literally, uh, you know, cracked this. And and of course, after we recognized the whole, uh, you know, Delhi crime series came out seven months after that, and then of course. You know rest is history everybody knows about it so, so the idea of Sabera was also to highlight these kind of unsung real life heroes.
0: The
1: kind of work. So I interviewed Chaya, and that uh, incidentally went viral of course and and of course Delhi crime had a lot to do with it because people used to be typing. and she's saying uh, <clears throat> you know the first hit that one gets is my interview with you in fact she was acknowledged also then later on after Delhi crime was released in the US and uh if when they um, you know offered her uh, their acknowledgement they took out clips from our interview and put it up there
0: uh, nice uh, yeah right right all right so uh right so i, I remember meeting her and her husband at sabera first edition awards uh she she yeah. came on the stage and she was very yeah. uh a you know, down-to-earth kind of person. Alright, so uh, I want to talk a little bit more about your Women Endangered. It has been active for more than seven years. So uh, can you tell a little bit more about the kind of work you do right, uh, with that initiative? Yeah.
1: yeah, so like I said, uh, with it started with the Nizhaya thing uh, with the case and I had inside story from Chaya with what was happening and um, uh, at that point in time, I didn't know what to do. but right. what we are focusing over the few last few years is on menstrual hygiene right. and uh, conducting uh, various uh, workshops in various places. Again, this is something that I fund from my own time resources, money. Uh, in fact till last year we did not even have a registered trust. you know when people would say Ki hum aapko de to aap humko wo income tax certificate. De I said, कुछ, कुछ you know, um, uh, uh, she's time friends produce she is also a class friend of mine and she is in bangalore so i take it on cost price from her and i distribute it or gift it to the marginalized because at that time, mujhe tha ki, bahi, bahi, I will have to hire a CA now, trust banao uska, you know So literally, I was like, even, even the last penny, I would rather just give it to somebody. But last year, we registered it in the hope that we'll be able to do some CSR uh, outreach program for uh, corporates. Uh, yeah. The lockdown happened. It was a great learning through the lockdown. I've also now got that on to a virtual platform. Um, okay. I had the opportunity to take a, a course from Howard X on uh, Hinduism through its scriptures, again, because of my, um, uh, because of my inclination towards spirituality. And pedagogy, um, while the content may uh, not completely, obviously eight week module cannot cover Hinduism through its scriptures but just right. in terms of the pedagogy of their teaching technique and how they utilize the digital medium uh, that was a great learning experience for me and i have utilized that how they put research into it and how they connect the dots etc and right. uh, you know we created have created a uh, now a virtual menstrual hygiene workshop that focuses on the ancient wisdom of the land on uh, uh, on menstruation and how actually women, uh, there are examples today also present. Whether it's uh, you know in Orissa, the Raja Parva Press festival, or down south, you may be aware of it also. When the girl hits puberty, it the festival is you know the whole village is literally invited, right. and the young girl is literally. It's almost like a shadi ka jaise mo environment. Right. You know, and all of that it's like our girl has come of age now you know she's getting into the womanhood and it's such a proud feeling etc and not only that even in terms of agriculture you know through, through June July there are a few days it's like this is her fertility period where she's menstruating and uh, we will give her rest for a few days, and then after that, uske baad dalta hai, literally, or uske baad hoti hai, you know, things like that. There are right. uh, there are temples, there's a Kamakhya Devi temple, there are temples down south where they acknowledge that the the, the female deity uh, is going through her menstrual cycle, and that's the beauty about this land is that uh, there are no dikta. Of how you relate to divinity, आप आप किसी gender में भी नहीं सकते, आप किसी को शिव की wisdom wise old man की तरह कृष्ण you know ya gender ki tarah you know, so ya, as a as a Nandi बोल Uh, as Hanumanji as so whoever you relate to however you relate to uh, because we believe that we are all one any which ways and this is just a different manifestation of divinity you and I are also manifestations of divinity so you there can't be one diktat there can't be one book that tells you that this is what God is and this is what God is not it's your own experience in fact जब आप कोई शास्त्र भी or हैं या वेद, उसमें इति it. It is है, that बोले तो कि इतना तक, यहाँ तक, it or है, या it, that हुई, have यहाँ it हमने किया have समझा, it. किया, have आप it. एक्सपीरियंस you have नो, it. Everybody right. has to go through that their own selves. So whatever is the best journey for you, you are free to choose that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Right. So, you know, uh, my next question is about Sabera. You just mentioned about how you ended up starting it, but I want to know. I know it's very close to your heart, so I want to know how did how what was the origin story, or how did you get that idea that I need to do this, and what what does it majorly focuses on.
1: So like I said that Sabera again was one expression of my entrepreneurial uh, streak in me and the fact that uh, I had already started doing menstrual hygiene workshops and realized that there is not enough buzz uh, even in the media industry of the very well-informed people about menstrual cups say for example and there is hardly any information which is India based on menstruation. Right. and we're not talking about it and so this is just one aspect that we're not talking about and there are so many things that people are doing you right. know that need to be highlighted and brought mainstream in terms of building a positive narrative of course that is like a, a collateral thing that happens because you're highlighting positive stories but right. as impetus mean, for people who are doing good work you know there is so much good happening in this country you know, I feel that जो Eastern philosophy न, it's always like you look inside. हम Hamesha that we are going to go say you know, when the house is वगैरह you have to to the the house. You portion to the house. You have to the house. You have to the together and it's a conscious this thing of how we are all one and how we're all connected and how we need to be there for each
0: other. Right, right.
1: So right. Um, you know so the, all these learnings all of this is uh, uh, is literally a culmination through Sabera where we are highlighting some phenomenal work. I mean it's amazing. I get goosebumps. I get teary-eyed when I you know Chai it's been three years now but every time I see somebody doing some amazing work it's and if you were there in the first edition I'm sure at one point or the other to aapke mein bhi yeah. ki, kis ka kaam ho hai, you
0: Absolutely. Know. Multiple times. <laughs> you know, it was uh, such a fantastic experience because I never uh, I know I, I'm as empathetic as possible and all that but uh,
1: Jitra you know, sure. everybody has to contribute. And Absolutely. everybody does.
0: Yep, yep. So uh, that was really an eye-opener coming to that award and uh, the the girl who was the MC, whose uh, father was a gardener and all that, that was like uh, you know, and the guy who was a rack picker who is now running an NGO for Ragpickers. Amazing stories you know. And uh, you know I, I'm pretty sure you must have had amazing accomplishments with Sabera over the last three years. If, if you want to recall some of the proudest moments related to Sabera, I would love to hear uh, one or two of them.
1: So you know what like uh, Shalini was our anchor for the first year. Right. You know, while we're acknowledging a lot of good work which is happening individuals not-for-profits very large corporates. so it's almost like it's we have the HULs of the world we have the Tata's of the world and then we have a rag picker from sector 44 Noida who's running a school so it's almost like you have the big boys and and absolutely uh, you know nascently doing something good for the country
0: Right.
1: so it's a convergence and ever since then you know, it's lovely to connect the dots because multiple times I get requests from corporate saying that, "Uska kaam aapne highlight kiya tha na? Wo hai. Aap humko uska number de Kabhi no, radio okay. ki hum unse interview karna chate. They're doing very good job. Josh Stocks now Sabera awardees ka wo, you know there is an interview session completely which is happening. Wow. So Spannous. it's like uh, uh, even uh, yesterday. There was this, again, uh, uh, there's this lady CSR head from Villa so she got in touch with me saying that, you know, somebody in our organization from the admin, their relative is suffering from cancer. I know you had highlighted some people who are doing very good work with cancer patients and she's not from a very, uh, you know, uh, prosperous background and she will need support. She's in Dharamshila Hospital right now. Can you connect me to with those people? So that's a very proud moment for me, that this is what the intent was. So uh, right. uh, it's like a large family of do-gooders, ki, uh, you know, you're helping me today. Obviously, you know, kal na aap se madad ke sakti hu she's a CSR head of a very large organization. She is saying right. that me connect me. So obviously now tomorrow if she sees that your work is good then she will also try her bit to support you because she's seen it
0: then
1: my idea is always to walk the talk so like first year we had Shalini Singh who was an exchange student program to Chicago or her father is a Mali or a gardener in in her own school and you saw right. how confident she was and how well yeah. she contributed to show uh, last year I had two girls again uh, the NGO that you mentioned of uh, you know the rag picker so there are two co-founders and Chandani um, is one of the co-founders and she uh, anchored the show along with uh, jayshree Jeshri is the daughter. She's a beneficiary of um, uh, the NGO Kranti that works with um, sex workers daughters and children so okay. these two girls uh, anchored the show, and they did a brilliant. And then again, they, uh, she's on scholarship, you know. Uh, and this year, again, we're looking at somebody. Uh, you know, I have a few profiles with me. I'm going to um, uh, and, and they're doing such good work. They speak very confidently. This, you know, yeah. So 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 one of the anchors will be there. So these are those proud moments.
0: Uh, for me, I you know. Know. Yeah. yeah I remember I remember you I, I attended the whole event and you must have taken Shalini's name hundred times the <laughs> entire day you will call her again and again and tell her what she has done and she was so confident on the stage yeah. I am so scared of stage so <laughs> a kid, kid doing that was you know fantastic to see yeah. alright so my final question about Sabira is it's 2020 third edition, your theme is humanity beyond calamity, preparing for the new world order. So what does what that theme, theme mean and what is, what is going to happen?
1: So like uh, Vivek, we all have become so conscious of what uh, the universe can do while we may think that we are very smart and we've got everything under control and how it just in a snap, uh, the world can come to a standstill. Um, And in moments like these, it's uh, what we as human beings have learned and how we can reach out and help while we are all suffering through that calamity, but some suffer much more than the others and how humanity shines through that. I mean, the idea of Sabera is to bring out the goodness of, of human beings and how they are there for each other you know, and right. the prime example is, is, is through what we've seen in COVID. There are a lot of stories that have come to the fore that how people have actually uh, helped out and we are trying to, so normally what Sabera does is that it focuses on, um, uh, of the last financial year and the work that they have done, but we have made an exception in a few categories here where we are acknowledging, uh, individuals and in large organizations, Uh, who have uh, you know um, come to the front and done exceptional work through calamity through this and and one thing is that and the other thing is that see now we've all become very acutely aware of how climate change is a part of our lives
0: you know it
1: is going to stay now what has happened in the past the point is how are we going to mitigate the effect? If there is no longer as avoidance or anything like that. We are in the right. midst of. So so we have to now figure out ways for the future that this can happen again sometime, you know, in the near future, in terms of right. because of climate. Because of see the kind of floods that have happened. Amphan has happened in in Calcutta. Uh, you know the water levels are rising. We know that for a fact. Right. Um, um the weather patterns are changing delhi ke and the you know winters ke onset or summers ka, this time the summers weren't as extreme as normally how they are and then right. this is a definite sign of uh, you know climate change so and then in the coastal regions especially now the the you know the fishermen community say for example How are they dealing with the rising waters? You know, how is it affecting their livelihoods? So are we even talking about the future? Because this is no longer an either or situation. Climate change is here. It's here to stay. We have to mitigate it. We are all connected one way or the other. And can we highlight some success stories which are happening across the country that can be replicated? And be prepared for a calamity that comes in future. Both in terms of uh, the most vulnerable, including women, as well as from um, um, uh, from an administrative perspective,
0: right. because
1: at this time also to handle COVID, I think the National Disaster Management Unit was you know kind of called upon with individual states and then from the center also. So, how well prepared are we? Uh, you know how are we leveraging technology how are we uh, using the digital medium as as the future so we have the uh, Prita Reddy who is the chair, vice chair for Apollo hospitals so um, she is going to talk about um, healthcare she's going to talk about technology she's going to be talking about women and all these three together uh, in terms of the new world order that we are preparing for Right. then we have a specific panel discussion on um, on climate change and uh, we have a, a, you know a grassroots voice we have um, uh, a voice from the United Nations women uh, representative we have um, an energy sector representative so we have various stakeholders talking about uh, climate change and mitigation and how we can be well-prepared for the future because um, we are all talking about being Atmanirbhar and uh, so how well-prepared are we to be self-dependent and in the current scenario of uh, sustainable consumption and climate change etc then there is a very important panel which Grant Thornton is doing they are doing research on uh, integrated reporting and reportage and over the past couple of years the focus has been that how self regulation and self conscientiousness of large organizations is extremely important okay. um, and how uh, you know, your financial well-being or the status of a company can or should not be just based on a profit incentive. So uh, we can, you know, rework the definition of a successful company uh, by seeing how responsible it is in its engagement with various stakeholders in its right. hr policies in in things like jo, um uh, you know jo outreach programs hai, wo kya uh, right. how they dispose of their waste you know right. how they themselves are self regulating themselves in, and that adds to um, the value of that company not just profit incentive you know
0: Got it, god it. all right so uh, my next question is you know for example uh, as you mentioned organizations uh, you know what why organizations should look at something like savera awards seriously and what kind of uh, impact can they influence by being part of it? And how can they be part of it? If somebody wants some, if, if a CSR head of an, organization, top of an organization watching this, how can they be part of Sabera?
1: So Sabera essentially is uh, is not focused on one particular uh, individual or organization or it is and also it is apolitical in nature it does not conform to any religious, this thing. It is simply a platform of convergence for do-gooders. Now, those do-gooders can be from the largest of corporations because that's a very important segment because large corporations also bring a discipline and uh, uh, in being able to execute something to the last right. mile. Right. right. SR has become a mandate, so it's extremely important. Uh, it also involves not-for-profits the execution partners in various sectors it involves individuals uh, who can be at an individual level or who can be at a community level at an RWA level or whoever or whatever they're doing to help uh, you know the kind of work that they're doing and uh, more so since I come from a media background So my main focus is to highlight this in mainstream media. Like last year, I I had a tie up with NDTV. So the whole show went on NDTV. It was a repeat telecast, promos, etc. With Josh Talks. So success stories are being carried on Josh Talks. With Danikhaskar. So a few AVs and and winners, etc. Were carried on Danikhaskar. This year also, NDTV is on board and um, there are other uh, like ad factors india's largest pr agency uh, is is helping amplify the voice of sabera the winners etc we create specific AVs for winners uh, which get uh, you know promoted through social media besides the traditional media also on social media so the idea is to amplify the good work through various right. media channels and right. because Since we are not affiliated to any particular organization or political agenda or anything like that, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's almost like synonymous to, it's an aspirational place to be that if you are an awardee at Sabera, then you must have done something good.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Absolutely. So if you if you are doing good as an individual or an organization, go check out sabera.co. That's the website. You get all the information about the past events, the upcoming event and a lot of information about the initiative, the motive behind it and things like that. So be part of it. Uh, it's very good. So now ma'am, uh, I have taken too much of your time. So I have a couple of personal questions. I know that you're a very spiritual person. You have told me that. Uh, you have a guru and you have also advised me that when I'm ready my guru will appear. I'm still waiting for my guru. So but I want to ask you you know what drives you as a person and as a social entrepreneur. Uh,
1: I'm sorry I missed what you're asking. What drives me as?
0: As an individual and as a social entrepreneur.
1: So if you ask me now after I've lived my life and through the whole journey. I definitely am driven by my spiritual calling. Um, I started young in terms of experimenting with spirituality and I say experimenting because I was never committed to a path. You know that was okay. also a learning uh, process. So you name it and I've done it. I've you know from the art of living to um, you know Jaggi Vasudev, uh, to um, a 12-day Vipassana, not talking to anybody, etc. Right, right. Uh, spending weekends with the Dalai Lama. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. You name it and I've done it. Everything I have tried and tested. But like I say, I have been flirting with spirituality. I right. have not committed to any path. Because right. now in retrospect, I can say that. It's almost like when you don't want to commit to a relationship, right? So it's like we get a heady feeling, the first kiss, the first handboard, <laughs> the first date and all of that. So you just seek that. Or And when you have commitment, ki bari ki, bhai, you have to work towards it. you just do it को <laughs> so, uh, one may वन में वो एक हफ्ते का जो आपको बड़ा मजा आया कि एक हफ्ते का मैंने आर्ट ऑफ लिविंग कर कितना के साथ के Facebook पे डाल दी सबको पता दलाई लामा से मिल आए हैं बट क्या वो जो कह रहे आप कर रहे हैं क्या path that I'm following for over a decade now. Wow. And by chance uh, it so happened that I met my living spiritual guru, he's very media shy, of course, I Keep pushing him that you have to come out and reach out to the larger people. But he says, my journey is more that you should be on the path that I am. And if I can, you know, individually help people more than a mass Kind of a thing that is more important and he is somebody who has never said that you know I'll show you magic and attract you to- towards.
0: <laughs> right. He's
1: always been on the, this thing that you yourself do your magic and right. I can equip you to do your magic for yourself Right, right. and uh, hi, matlab, trying and testing guru test karta hai apne shishya ko, shishya ki bhi toh bhot abhimaan hota hai, woh bhi test karte ha apne guru ko and that's how <laughs> my journey has also been because you know, you have so much pride in yourself that how can I, so I've been through that whole journey and and now there's no looking back whatsoever. I've, I've experienced on my own because that's the same thing, when someone else is experiencing it, you only have one you watch it right. but if you experience it yourself you know the truth you know then you know oh yeah there is something so then you're completely committed to that then so i'm right. thankfully now in that
0: thing i'm so glad to hear that all right so my next question since it's a month of celebrating leaders like you i want to pick your brain on you know what is your advice for women entrepreneurs or budding female entrepreneurs and leaders?
1: You know I think there are too many people who give a lot of advice. The idea is just follow your heart jump into it right. and uh, like it, it's very important to know that every aspect of your life is as important. It's not that uh, for men as well as for women. Right. Because I think if, if, if we say that uh, behind every successful man there is a woman, behind every successful woman also there is a man. Absolutely. And, and, and when Chaya was called, I remember onto the stage and I said Vivek, her husband, you must come because you are this, you know, support behind her. Right. to have achieved whatever she has achieved. So I think it is uh, important to have a support system. Women, in particular, um, like to take care of their families. Right. It's a priority for them, um, not that men don't, but somehow social structures have it in such a way that it gets reinforced that if a man doesn't, it's OK. And if a woman yep. doesn't, True. it's different. But Absolutely. I think uh, it's very important to have um, a stable support system for both genders, irrespective driving. of who is driving whatever they're driving. Right. So um, and what happens when you fulfillment ke yardsticks are uh, skewed. Hai fulfilment I think fulfillment I think, sitting with your family and enjoying a meal together can be very very fulfilling um, both for the man and the woman and right. as long as you balance everything in life and this is not just for women, this is for, for equally yeah, really. right, that right. one has to balance that or jab aap, uh, personal life may have made balance. So, uh, you know, kar sakte. So, right, right. so it doesn't mean that we need to, as women, uh, assert our rights as men being opposing to you. On the contrary, you know they're part of our journey. Like we are a part of their journey. Right, right. That's what
0: it is. I think I think these these are words straight from the heart. So it doesn't sound like advice, it's like guiding post for a better life. All right. So my final question which I ask every guest who comes here, and since it is COVID season. How has this pandemic affected you, your work, Sabera Walsh, etc, etc?
1: So I have been very uh, fortunate. Um, While COVID uh, has um, made life come to a standstill for a lot of people, uh, as an entrepreneur, you would understand that when you start off, you don't have lots of funds to play around with, right? Right,
0: right. So
1: three years back when we started, it was like, I have to work from home. I can't pick up real estate outside and invest in a company that has not started to give me any kind of returns at this point in time since I'm still experimenting and let's see if I can find my feet.
0: Right.
1: And in the process, I was very keen that I want to also work with women who may have had to take a career break uh, because of their family commitments, because they may not be going uh, to office regularly, but yet they're extremely talented. And just because they can't go to an office doesn't mean that their talent can go to waste. So my search had always been for women uh, who have taken a break or work from home moms. Mm -hmm. Um, And Uh, I've had a brilliant team since the word go. you know. Um, It works both ways because A, I'm not not in a position to pay you a corporate fee. But at the same time, I'm not demanding those kind of pressures or those kind of outputs from you. Because I understand me, myself being a working mom, that I need to give as much time to my home as much I want to for my work. Uh, and uh, as part of that then I'm not paying a very large corporate kind of fee but I'm getting a very good talent on board to help me out it's helping them stay connected to the mainstream Um, uh, and and they're from across the country so one real estate property is not binding us (laughs) So, uh, the existing team as it is right now, I have one lady uh, business leader who is in Bombay, one work from home mom who is in uh, Pune, one work from home mom also in Bombay. Uh, then I have two uh, girls from, uh, you know, students uh, from Delhi. So, it's worked out well for us for the past three years. We're very, very used to working from home. Uh, And now the world has suddenly woken up to the advantages of working from home. And like I said, I've been fortunate because uh, the industry is continuing to support. Uh, One would have imagined that uh, maybe we don't get enough good work to highlight or people don't send in their entries, etc. On the contrary, we've had very good participation. Um, Our partners are there who are supporting us full home and I'm very optimistic. Uh, The the other thing is also uh, the learnings which are happening now from the digital medium. Right. The the, the physical event we're doing a virtual event even a jury meet which is virtual but uh, you know all our scoring all our submission everything is done uh, you know from an algorithm so we're we're smartening up uh, or becoming more efficient so to speak. Though I still feel that a personal warmth that is shared on a one-on-one basis uh, cannot be replaced by the virtual medium. But yes, in terms of efficiency and doing work in a more diligent or better way,
0: uh,
1: we're learning and we're getting there.
0: Fantastic. It's been a long session but I didn't feel that way. It was such a amazing insights and you know the kind of journey of I just can't imagine the kind of work you've done. And thank you so much for your time. And uh, it was such a pleasure talking to you, ma'am.
1: Thank you so much, Vivek. God bless you. I have Thank to you. learn from you how you use this platform. What Absolutely. Learning.
0: Anytime. 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 <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Happy weekend. Stay Thank safe. Thank
1: you. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Alright. So that was Saparna Chadda, the founder of Sabera Awards. Guys, go check it out. sabera.co. You will be blown away by the amount of good work people across the country are doing, you know, organizations, the kind of work which they do. And their jury itself is filled with personalities we all admire. So go check uh, check Sabera.co and uh, be a part of it if you can. Thanks for listening in. For more exciting episodes like these, Please follow The Thrifty Marketer Podcast, now available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. See you next episode.